everyone, my name is Sharzad. Thank you so much for watching my conversation series where I talk to parents, teens, and educators about the harmful effects of social media on teenagers. Today, I had the pleasure of talking to Kailani, a super smart, very well-spoken, fabulous teenager from Arizona. Enjoy. Hi, Kailani. My name is Sharzad. So nice to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Let's start with how old you are and where you live. I'm 15 and I'm from Arizona. So you recently made a video for the Organization of Social Media Safety, and I would love to talk about that video and what inspired it. Yeah, I mean, my mom had sent me the the link for the video essay competition. So I thought about it for a while. I'm like, what should I make my video on? Because I feel like there's a lot of different topics you could go into. And one thing I see really prevalent right now affecting like teenage girls is the whole idea of body image and what like a what a good body, a healthy body looks like. Um, so I kind of just wanted to make just a little video really showing how how fake like things like Instagram can be and how that's not really what real life is like. I'd love to talk about what your experience is like scrolling on Instagram and seeing sort of photoshopped, perfect, quote unquote, perfect looking men, women. Um, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's it's so sad to me that this is what this is what we're using social media platforms for, because this really it, it doesn't benefit anybody other than big companies that are going to make money off of it. So when I'm scrolling, like a lot of the time I pay more attention now just seeing like even just clothing lines, what kind of models they have, if it's diverse or if it's just like skinny, really like stick thin people. And that just makes me realize kind of like how nor or the lack of normalization, I guess, around not being super thin. And even like on, on TikTok, like I'll see, I'll just be scrolling through like the free page and I'll see like girls who are objectively skinny thinking that they're fat. And it's, it's, it's just, scary to think how much of an influence social media has on the way we think. Do you feel like it ever affected you to the point where you wanted to like alter your appearance? Because I got like Instagram so late, I kind of had more of an awareness of it. And obviously like there would be times when, you know, I feel insecure about something, but I'd be able to, you know, talk to my mom or whatever and kind of really see the big picture. But my main thing is with a lot of my friends, especially my guy friends, I feel like they have a lot of insecurity surrounding weight. And I feel like it's just, it's such a sad thing that we don't embrace natural bodies. And we think everyone has, everyone's going to genetically look exactly the same. Right. It's so boring that way. Yeah. Do you feel like social media ever takes away from you socializing in real life? Yes, definitely. I feel like sometimes when I hang out with my friends, like we'll just be on our phones like a lot of the time, or, or my mom always jokes, we'll be, we'll all be in the car and we'll be texting each other. Um, oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, funny. usually when we're texting each other is because it's something I don't want to say in front of my parents, but oh, got it. Um, I feel like because there are a lot of instances with kids who will do that, even when it's a conversation they could be having face to face. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it isn't inherently bad, but it can at times detract from that socialization. Like when I have sleepovers with my friends, we always try to put our phones aside and we'll just, you know, talk and watch movies to kind of keep it real. Yeah, that's great. Have you ever experienced anybody being mean to you online? Like, have you ever been the victim of cyberbullying? Yes. Um, Are you okay to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. It was years ago, so I can talk about it. But um, there was some years ago. So you were really young then. Yeah. Well, like years ago, like two years, like when I had first gone Instagram, like when I, because I first, after the pandemic, went back to school and everything, year and a half ago, I guess, because I'd be seventh, eighth grade. Okay. I don't know. 
time is so I know time is weird especially with COVID yeah yeah I'm like when is it but um I remember there was one boy who I had like used to be friends with or whatever and he posted and I just commented like joking about uh, I think we had like sat together on the bus or something and I just made some joke about that and then he DM me and he just starts like insulting me because like I had like used to like him or whatever and then he like rejected me and I'm like okay I I thought we were still friends then he's like Oh, I bet you can't even do a push-up and just calling me all these things. Cause I used to, I used to eat lunch in the library in seventh grade. Um, not because I didn't necessarily want to eat, but just because I preferred being able to like do my math homework there. But then he would make fun of me for that. Like, Oh, you probably don't even eat anything cause you have no friends and you just, you starve yourself, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, it was, just, it was disgusting that people feel comfortable saying these things because they have the screen to protect them. Wow. I'm so sorry that he said that to you. How did that make you feel in the moment? Cause you said you were either 12 or 13 when that happened. Yeah. 13. That's really harsh. It was like a lot, but at that point I, I had a good kind of support system of friends around me. So I was, I just like, I sent the, I screenshotted it and I sent them and I'm like, look at what this guy said. And then we talked about it and how it was it was stupid and then we all blocked him so good did you ever have to see him around school no he goes to a different high school so oh good yeah i think about that a lot just like how cyberbullying i don't know can almost be more intense than bullying was when like i was in junior high or high school and and i don't know maybe i'm wrong to think that but with cyberbullying it just doesn't end when you go home like it mm-hmm. just sort of continues on in like perpetuity on the internet. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable? It sounds like you talked to your friends about it. Did you tell your parents about it? I honestly, I don't remember about that one, but there was one other instance of stuff that was said online that was, it was like 10 times worse. And I do know I talked to my parents about that. It was on my Instagram. I had reposted like an article about a guy who had a sexual, uh, guy from high school who had sexual assault allegations and the football coach was ignoring them because he was the star quarterback mm-hmm. so like i reposted it to you know spread the awareness information and a boy responded um to it and he was like i'd love to be in that guy's position right now and i'm like what and he's like yeah like probably good scholarship uh quarterback of the football team and i'm like you do realize he's allegedly um you know harassed and assaulted these girls and the guy was essentially just saying like that's a victim mindset Mm. And that there there's that consent is just like a concept and all of these just like crazy things, essentially invalidating any victim of sexual assault. And it baffled me, especially because I had to go back to school and be in class with him. It was just so uncomfortable to think that there are people out there who who think those kind of things and then are okay making those comments um, online because they think it's fine. And the worst part was I showed my uh, dean and counselor screenshots of it, but they couldn't do anything about it because it happened off campus. In general, do you feel like there's a lot of people you can talk to or go to if you are feeling like you're being harassed? Like, does your school offer that? It sounds like you have open communication with your mom. So that's great. Mm -hmm. But just like if somebody didn't have open communication with their parents or their guardians, do you think there's enough resources for teenagers to talk to somebody if they're getting harassed online? I don't think so. Okay. Um, cause I, so I feel like I'm a lot better off because I have really good relationship with my parents and I go to therapy, which helps a lot kind of getting through these things. But then if all, if your parents like won't let you go to therapy, they don't believe in that kind of thing. 
your only other option is really the school counselors. And from what I've seen, it's just not beneficial. I actually, two weeks ago, I was at my district's board meeting telling them how we need more mental health resources because it's just something we're so deprived of, but we need so desperately. Oh, that's a bummer. So do you think that the apps could do a better job of keeping kids safe online? I think they could potentially, but I just think it's it's difficult for that to kind of be, you know, that's something that they can, I don't know if they could like code that in or whatever, because ultimately a lot of it just depends on the decisions that kids make online. Um, like, cause I know like Instagram has like a feature where it's like, if someone you don't follow back DMs you, it like puts it in a different category. Yeah. So like this could be spam, but that doesn't necessarily stop anyone from doing anything. And then right. even if there are age restrictions, a lot of kids will lie about their age and, Yeah, I've been hearing there's like a lot of like other, you know, secret ways to hide photos. And somebody was just telling me about some like calculator where you can hide photos, like all these things, which, you know, as I'm an online person and I have been for so long and I'm still like, so I think I know a lot. And then I'm blown away by how much I don't know. I have two little kids, so I'm really curious about what their experience will be like when they're when they're old enough to have their own accounts. Um, Do you feel like it's possible to be a teenager without social media or is it just kind of like part of the generation? Obviously it's possible, but I feel like just so many of us have it that you almost feel like you're like missing out. If you're, you know, not on there, you can't see whatever people are posting. Um, But I feel like, I don't know if discord counts as social media, but like a lot of kids have that. that. It's like a messaging app. Um, Okay. And you have like, you can have like a server essentially, which has like different sub chats and you can have like, like I, I run one for my school's AP classes and we have like 200 kids there. Oh, and that's okay. where we kind of, we'll share resources for the classes and whatnot. But so every, almost everyone I met either has that or like Instagram. Um, so you can be like connected online. So I feel like, although it isn't necessary, it is a big part of being a teenager. Right. Like you'll be left out if you don't have it. Yeah. So then the best way to go about it is in theory with some really healthy habits. I imagine like I had to make some healthy habits for myself because I didn't want to spend my whole life on social media being distracted. Like I said, I'm a mom, so I had to create some really healthy habits. Do you feel like you have good healthy habits? One, for example, that I've heard and that I do too, is I don't have my phone while I eat. Do you feel like there's like some sort of rules in your house to keep you not on your like to get you off your phone yeah like at the dinner table we're not supposed to be on our phones and then for me and my little brother my parents have time limits on our devices so you know they shut off at like nine or whatever so we can't be on them super late at night and screw up our sleep schedule my parents kind of enforce those habits and like at first i was like not happy about it because i'm like well no one else at school has that and then i realized i was like one of the only kids not complaining about only getting four hours of sleep so ah good well it sounds like your parents are doing an awesome job so I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'd love to know if you have advice for other parents that are listening, because I think a lot of people are curious to hear a teenage perspective around social media. I think just the most important thing for parents is to be able to communicate with your child without just immediately like lecturing and punishing and getting mad at them. Because before, you know, my parents and I started going to therapy together and everything. That's kind of how it was, is I was like scared to talk to them about things because I thought I was just going to immediately get in trouble because, you know, I saw something I wasn't supposed to see or I read whatever. And that's how I, I see it in a lot of my friends. Like, even if it's just they're struggling with mental health, that kind of thing, 
they're afraid to talk to their parents because their parents will just lecture them, telling them why it's wrong rather than, you know, trying to understand their point of view. And I think that social media and mental health are definitely really connected in the way that they affect each other. And I just think it's it's important for parents to really listen to their kids, not just hear their kids, but listen to them and, you know, try to understand it and not just get mad. Like if your kid did something wrong and they're, they feel comfortable coming to you, that's something you should be proud of in a sense, because they're not trying to hide it from you. They want your help. And I think that's not something kids should be punished for, but you know, obviously there, depending on what happened, there might be repercussions, but it should be, it shouldn't be parent against child. It should be parent and child against things on the internet that are, you know. I feel like you're going to be an activist of something someday because you have such a great head on your shoulders and you're so well-spoken at such a young age. I'm just really happy to talk to you. I'd also love to know if you have advice for other teenagers, since it seems like you have a pretty good handle on everything. I mean, like what I usually tell my friends and stuff is like, try to talk to your parents, but that just isn't a possibility for everyone. But what I have found is I had really good teachers along the way who I can talk to. And I feel like very comfortable with, um, honestly, in my opinion, school counselors are kind of iffy because one, they, they're kind of obligated to call your parents and say, Oh, your kid came in. And then, you know, if your parents are not going to be happy about that, or there are things you don't want to tell your parents because if, if, if for some people, their parents are part of the problem. Um, hmm. But I think teachers are definitely a a really good resource because they can be a lot more understanding without those like risks of the counselor, you know, telling your parents. And teachers will also, you know, they understand in the classroom, like the homework kind of workload and how that can affect you. Um, and they also, you know, they know the students who might be, you know, cyberbullying or whatever and can kind of talk to them as well. I don't know. I feel like just a big thing is that we need more resources for kids, which is why, you know, I went to my school board meeting and was telling them that. And I think teachers should be more trained in that and that bullying and mental health issues should be something that could be more recognized. It's not something we talk about enough still. Um, and that just, it frustrates me a little bit because there was recently a girl in my school district uh, took her own life. And that was one of the, the points we were pushing really hard at the board meeting as to why we need those resources. And it's just this lack of help that kids have is, it has its consequences. It's, it's consequences. Yeah. There are serious consequences of that. And we kind of put down the idea, like if someone says, you know, they have like suicidal thoughts or that kind of thing, a lot of times people will be like, Oh, you don't really mean that you, you just, you're just frustrated until we see someone actually do it and then it's too late and we have to start like kind of changing the stigma around that i feel like yeah. well, like when you say resources you mean like just more qualified counselors on campus more hotlines like what do you think um I like think, a good resource would be i think teachers are a good yeah. resource which is why um at the board meeting i was saying teachers need to have a lot more training in uh, mental health first aid and they need to be able to kind of recognize the signs in kids because I know there are some, I had a teacher in eighth grade who a girl was having a panic attack in class and he made fun of her. Oh, and it, it was just, it was unbelievable. And I just think that it's, it's very important that teachers are able to kind of recognize those signs because 
if your parents at home aren't there to support you, the other place that you spend the most of your time at, you know, the adults there should be able to help you. So teachers being trained and just sort of understanding the signs of a yes. mentally unstable person. Do you feel like a lot of people in your school are like kind of anxious or depressed or like struggling? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really? I, Bummer. Shoot. Like, I feel like I could almost say it, like, majority i don't know if i'd say a majority yeah. but a very big amount because i had um some serious struggles of my own and i've worked through those i go to therapy like i said but that makes it really easy for me to kind of um empathize with people and kind of tell how they're feeling and so i can kind of see it in people pretty early on when they feel that like a certain kind of way and people generally like to, they'll open up to me because i know what to say because I, I just repeat what my therapist says sometimes <laughs> um but just the amount of people who have had to open up to me about that, it's it's terrible. Because I feel like, I'm not going to say every kid, but almost every kid has thought about it at some point. Talking about mental health can have its ups and its downs in a way. Because if we are going too in detail about these methods or we're talking about these things, but not these issues and not providing solutions to them, it gives kids that idea and doesn't help them actually deal with it. Right. So part of that destigmatizing mental health is not just saying, oh, this is normal if you feel like this, you know, if you, you know, it's like suicide and self-harm, those kind of things, like not just talking about them, but talking about how to deal with them and how to solve them. Because part of um, the issue in like the increase in kids who, you know, they self-harm or they're, they have suicidal ideation type issues is because, you know, we're more exposed to it on the internet. Um, like I, I mean, I even myself can vouch that that just exposure was part of the issue in some of my stuff. Some of your harder times. Ouch. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff, Kailani, and I'm really, really, really grateful that I got a chance to talk to you. So thank you for everything. And like I said, I think you have a very bright future. It was so good to meet you. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I encourage you to check out the Organization of Social Media Safety. They offer a fabulous super course for parents. um, So parents can be armed with all the knowledge on how to keep their teens super safe online. It's a free course. I loved it. I took it. It's thorough. It goes over everything that you could possibly need to know. You can check out the Organization of Social Media Safety website. I'll put a link to it in the description or in the show notes, wherever you're hearing this, watching this, there should be a link. That's all for today. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.